Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 22 of D&D 404. I'm your DM, Dan. Starting with Jared, why don't you guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Wait, what'd you I'm say? Starting with... You're our DM what? I'm your DM, Tony. You said Dan. You said Dan. Did I say Dan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you said starting with Jared. Uh, uh, wow. Identity theft is a real problem in America. <laughs> I say Dan. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. I guess I'm tripping over my D's. <clears throat> or maybe because I'm looking at you guys. This camera out of my face. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the best intro uh, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. Welcome to episode 21. Guys, why don't you, starting with Jared, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? What's going on, guys? Armos Vannon, Jared here, your friendly warlock. Aha, my name is Dan, and I play Minis Pebblewalker, little swarm keeper ranger, emphasis on the little minitar guy. Nailed it. Nailed it. First try. <laughs> <laughs> And I am Alec, and I play Drell of the Ashborn, a uh, Goliath fighter. I need to keep it simple like Alec. <laughs> Gotta keep it on the yeah. basics, bro. Honestly. Um, yeah, well, listen, before we get into the recap, we got to do the rundown. You know the biz. Everybody, how's it going? Hopefully, everyone's had a great week. We left you guys on a mean, gargantuous cliffhanger, and we were about to see the final results of that, perhaps. You know, you guys are dealing with a giant sea serpent-like monster. What do you guys been? What do you guys been thinking about all week as you're about to, as you're staring down this massive monstrosity? The amount of tentacles is just too damn high. <laughs> That's not what I was ready for. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. The amount of tentacles in this podcast right now, if it hasn't creeped out the listeners, at least just know it's creeped out us. I mean, um, I think it's, it's keeping them around. To be honest. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm not implying anything about you guys. Uh, I'm when sorry. I write, when I wrote this dungeon, especially this dungeon as of lately, when I wrote the campaign, most of the campaign is written in like a fever dream like state and lack of sleep. I got maybe about three hours of sleep a night, and this is where all this stuff comes up. But I think it's some of my best work. I think so it's you're some just of my best like, work. oh fuck, I, I've hit a you know creative wall. Fuck it, I'm just gonna give it tentacles. Tentacles, gotta give it tentacles. <laughs> Listen, when in doubt, slap some tentacles on there. <laughs> I mean, let's um, see what you do with those tentacles, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to move on. Drell's <laughs> <laughs> on another level today. What's up, man? You want to slide at Them the tentacles end later? do, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and before we get into the recap, anything anybody want to plug real quick? I mean, we've been popping off the Discord. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you for the support there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I can all say, right, February 23rd, we're doing our first Twitch live stream. So that'll be fucking dope. Yeah, although this may come out after February 23rd. I don't know. This episode. And we'll probably have some cool guests, by the Ooh. way. We may or may not have had or have cool guests. <laughs> oh, yeah, depending on when yeah. this airs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if this is aired after you fucking have missed the first one, make sure you try to catch the second one, all right? Or the third. Or watch the clip because we definitely saved the video. Oh, yeah, 100%. That too. 100%. All right, let's go ahead and get into the recap. In our last session, the heroes discovered the base of the tree that was centered in the middle of the temple. 
After examining it, they noticed that something vital was missing and could be the cause of the decay in the forest. After fighting the marrow that was guarding the, guarding the tree from the heroes, the heroes traveled down one last cave before witnessing some shady dealings. After a strange exchange between a hooded elves and a slender marrow, almost took the initiative and blasted one of the hooded elves as they tried to escape and started the combat with the last marrow. He advances, revealing himself as Gilfro and brandishes a strange looking blood shard. Gilfro promptly gets his ass whooped by the heroes and activates the strange crystal. After a few moments of calmness, erupting from beneath the water, a giant fiendish sea serpent. Bard, roll that intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. I don't like where I'm standing right now, I gotta say. <laughs> then move, forehead. <laughs> oh, true, yeah, true. <laughs> um, to keep the episode moving a little bit, I'm gonna give some soft timers. I won't be like, hey, you're getting close on time. I'm going to like just try to like gently interrupt to let you guys know that like two minutes has passed. You mean two minutes in game or two minutes? <laughs> oh, is that what I you're like trying that. to say? Yeah, two minutes in game. I like it. Does he have a rage timer is what I'm, and what I'm asking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan's editing has a rage timer. <laughs> Only for you. Only for you. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Do you have our old initiatives? Uh, no. We're going to roll new initiatives for this. <gasps> oh, sick. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Gentlemen, before you is Gilfro's new form. A huge sea serpent, dragon-esque-like head, erupts from the water, attached to a long, thick neck covered in green and orange serpent scales. Its bull-like nose flares as smoke bellows from its wide nostrils. Large orange webbed gills flap along the sides of its long, narrow face. A long, deep, dark blue spike extends from its snout. Cloudy, bloodshot red eyes and teal, dragon-like pupils stare sharp as it gazes down upon you. The rest of his body is, is uh, beneath the water around you. The water in the room has now risen completely. Waterfalls are now coming cracked through the cave walls and starting to fill up the room, but not exponentially, just ever so slightly. The floor has cracked and erupted as he bursted through the floor during his transformation, causing more rocks to come up jagged and certain other parts of the room to collapse within itself. So the platforms that you see uh, that you're currently standing on and may have landed is the only thing you could stand on without being completely uh, free flow in the water. Currently in this situation, along with the sea serpent-like head that just came out of the water are four large octopus-like tentacles thrashing and flailing about, slapping the walls, shaking the cavern room that you stand in. As it hits, rocks and pebbles start to fall around you. Whirlpools start to form in the waters beneath you. You guys quickly swim to get on some dry land just try to stay above the water. Currently, where you guys are placed, right in front of Gilfro is Drell, standing on a platform that has bursted wide, almost like an arena, surrounding the neck of this sea serpent. All along this circular cave room are the tentacles, 
of four tentacles guarding each of the corners, flailing and slashing about. 50 feet away is Minus standing on a little plateau of dry land and almost has been flung back to where the entrance of this cave was that is now rubble and just water coming in and rushing into the room. The initial entranceway that you guys took to get into this room has collapsed in on itself and you currently don't see a way to get back from where you are. Almost, you're currently swimming in the water, holding onto a tiny rock that you can get, kind of sling your arm around so you're not floating in any which way. On left and right side of you, about 30 feet in both directions are flailing octopus-like tentacles. Its neck is protruding about uh, 40 feet into the room. Now, this sea serpent is so large that it looks kind of too small to actually fit in this room. So you don't think he's actually going to move anywhere because he has had bursted through the cave floor to kind of fit in here. So with that being said, we're going to roll new initiatives. I bet. Oh, baby. <laughs> Gentlemen, let me know what you got. Got an 11. Wow, he actually... I have a special boss D20. I got a 15. I rolled the wrong die I wanted to roll and I got punished for it. <laughs> I got a 7. I meant to roll my blue die. Damn it. <laughs> Minus tied with Gilfro for initiative. Yes. Starting at round 20, Gilfro is going to go ahead and take a lair action. All right, wait. What's a fucking lair action? <laughs> so a lair action, I believe you had this mechanic once back in the bugbear cave. So, uh, no, he had a legendary action. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Now, when you fight big first time players out there when you fight big bad guys especially when they're on their home court they get lair actions lair actions happen on initiative 20 and it's not something they do directly but it's something that uh happens in the environment usually benefiting them or just causing you some minor inconveniences i use minor loosely here so on round 20 the whirlpools i mentioned now start to pick up and scattered throughout the room are different little whirl, uh, whirlpools in open bodies of water. They're not on solid ground or anything like that or covering solid ground. So scattered throughout the entire room, you see whirlpools that start to rush, start to rush in. It's going to go to the next initiative, Armos. Oh, okay. Obviously, look around and see, like, I don't have a, a footing on anything. I'm just swimming in a, with a rock. Is there anywhere that I could stand that's within swimming distance? At front of you, between these two large tentacles that are slashing and flailing about, you can see some uh, rocks that you can stand on. Uh, you could swim about 20 feet out and you'll get onto like a, like a giant boulder that's peeking out of the water. Well, first I'm gonna swim and get to some solid ground. So the rock you managed to find is like a giant boulder that's actually fell from the ceiling and kind of landed and it's made its sturdy place uh, on the water, in the water there. So you're in between these two tentacles. So did you want to investigate to see what's going on? Yeah. Go ahead and make me a uh, perception check. Oof, it's a two. It's a two. So wait, 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 perception, I get it. Hold up. It's a three. Woo! It's a three. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, with a three, you don't get much. However, the bottom long side of it, just on one side, uh, we'll call it the bottom side, do look like they're suction cups and look flesh. On the opposite side of the tentacles, do you have those scales that you see uh, covering uh, Gilfro's sea serpent form uh, in front of Drill? 
So that's my turn. Okay, so you get your uh, composure as you're now on some sturdy ground, which is really good. We're gonna go to Drell's turn. Drell, staring into this sea serpent. He's looking straight at you as uh, he lowers his head a bit and begins to snarl as drool begins to drip from his teeth. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, okay, damn, I wanna try to... So since it looks like he's kind of like stuck in the position he is, can I try to um, like move to the rocks behind him? like uh like like on like the back side of his head so he's, it's like kind of harder to see me so the way he's positioned he's not like stuck stuck like he has free movement of his head but given the size his potential size underneath the water you know that he can't swim around this room but he could probably just turn his head the opposite way if you were trying to get behind him you'll also get an attack of opportunity if you were to do that fuck all right well i'm just gonna stand right in front of him <laughs> this just seems like <laughs> such a bad idea but where your position you could with how um the way he's looking at you it's kind of like he's looking at you eye level a little bit so like if you were to swing your giant your your giant slayer at him you could possibly reach him like catch his chin or make an attack you can also make a movement and try to slap slash at the base of its neck yeah then um then i want to try to move up to the rocks that are like closest to its neck and then try to um like uh just attack his neck then yeah go for it so the rocks that you're standing on aren't necessarily rock it looks more like rockish floor like a uh like a bedrock that is a 26 hit Wow. Ooh, yeah, that definitely hits. Roll, roll for damage for me. Okay, first bet. hit of the battle. And then, um, am I? I take it this is a giant beast, right? Yes, yes. One would assume, yeah. Okay, yeah. dope, dope, yeah. dope. That's gonna be twenty-one damage. Ooh, great first hit. So yeah, you know. So on your turn, you you brandish your giant slayer. You break for the closest possible spot where you think you can get the best attack. You you're dodging some of the cracks in the floor to avoid from tripping. You get close. Uh, you run up to its neck. It goes to like turn its head as you as um you go to swing for the neck with what twenty-one points of damage. Yeah, 21. 21 points of damage. You actually do catch him in the jaw as he goes to try to keep eye contact with you as you make contact while with his lower jaw, uh, leaving a nasty gash across his chin, breaking one of the, some of the scales off his bottom maw. Awesome. Oh, and then um, I want to yell up to him and I want to be like, uh, so uh, turning into giant beasts kind of seems like cheating, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He gives you like a roar as he regains his composure. As more drool begins to um, drip from his mouth, but the drool actually looks green when he returns to you. Doesn't quite look Fuck. like blood just yet. Um, with that, we're gonna pass the initiative over to Minus. Uh, you win the tie, so uh, it's gonna yep. be you and then Gilfro. Oh baby. Uh, first thing Minus does is call to his friends, uh, especially Armos. Armos, Armos, you're all right. Oh my god, Drell, Armos is dead! <laughs> he's not responding to me! He's what? <laughs> I think he's dead! <laughs> Armos! <laughs> Armos? <laughs> Mike's muted, bro. I'm drowning! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, alright, Drell, false alarm! Alright, I don't know what to do, but I'm gonna try attacking this tentacle. <laughs> so, and for, yeah, for minutes, from your hmm. position, you have a clear view on Gearfro's giant massive head, and it's kind of turned facing towards Jarrell in the opposite direction. But 
you're uh this tentacle is kind of standing in your way as it's moving and flailing about yeah so i would it would be hard for me to get across right but i could attack it absolutely yeah um so i think i'm gonna take out my hand axes and just try and attack this tentacle <laughs> so you're gonna make a disadvantage because yes this tentacle oh, really? is um flailing at you but it's not within melee range because it is about 10 feet away but it has more than enough reach oh. to get you so as you're combating this you're waiting for the right moment to kind of catch it as it's going to lash at you yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna attempt a spell then i could fairy fire the tentacle in front of me and the head correct because that's 20 feet oh you try to target two things it's a 20 foot yeah i'm trying to target tw two things within a 20 foot cube oh then yes yeah that cool yeah so I'm going to pet Sid, and Sid's going to charge up a little, and I'm going to attempt to cast Fairy Fire. All right, Sid, we got to make this work. We got to make this work. <laughs> attempt to Fairy Fire the uh, tentacle right in front of me and the head that's uh, 30 feet away from me next to Drell. You see um, you're using him as an arcane focus, and he begins to glow the color you wish for the for Gilfro to uh, be highlighted with as fairy fire indicates uh this time it would be yellow so he's <laughs> so the energy that's keeping him together is now glowing yellow as you're using him as an arcane focus to cast the spell so what's well you have to make a dc i uh, have to make an a dc 11 saving throw uh dexterity i think so that fails but he's going to use one of his legendary resistances and pass it oh he just it's an automatic pass it's not like so a, a what, plus or anything. so what legendary resistance is he has X amount of day. I can tell you how many he has just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. But if he, but what legendary resistance is, is that if he were fail a saving throw, he can choose to succeed it instead. Is he highlighted or is he not highlighted? He is not highlighted. Does his tentacle make a separate one or no? Oh, so we'll go ahead and roll again. He failed that. He's not going to use a second legendary resistance there. And that was on. Yeah, I believe he can only use one per turn. That was on him or the tentacle? We'll say it's on the tentacle. Yeah, because that's closer, right? Yeah, so uh, as the tentacle begins to glow, you see yellow uh, a yellow outline begin to shine through the water as it veins and spreads out deep below the water, and you see it end um, about 10 to 15 feet down uh, as it, you assume, goes into the earth more. But after a few seconds, you see that there's a delay as another tentacle starts to glow and then the third and then the fourth and then eventually its head and is about a six second delay on when the entire beast becomes highlighted with that information you know this thing's obviously connected but with the length mm -hmm. with the length of time shows how massive it could be wait so the entire thing is casting in fairy fire now the entire thing's casting a fairy fire because it counted okay. as two separate targets yeah oh so even the head now correct Oh, that's clutch. Oh, that's clutch. Wait, hold on. So the whole thing is <laughs> a big yellow mess now. <laughs> big yellow mess. <laughs> All right. So for anyone that hasn't heard this before, um, any creature that's been highlighted, which is now just the whole BBEG, if you will, uh, we have advantage on attack rolls against this creature. Yay. For how long? Uh, up to a minute. So that is 10 rounds. Is it concentrated or no? Yeah. It is concentration. Yeah. So don't get knocked out, baby. Uh, <laughs> don't break that shit, bro. <laughs> um, Just okay. like so, squint your eyes and stare at it. 
That's your action, right? <laughs> that was my full action, and I don't have any bonus actions I can use, so that ends my turn. But I pet Sid a little more and go, good job, buddy. All right, Drow, do your work. Uh, Armos, just get to safety, please. <laughs> it is now going to move to Gilfro's turn. Here we go. Gilfro is going to make a number of attacks here. Oh, my God. Uh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound good, guys. <laughs> a, new, a new title to our, our episode. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Starting from the head, he's going to growl and uh, gnarl as the gnashing of teeth as he bites down and opens and more green phlegm begins to build up as it drools onto the water below and some on the platform. Drell, you get this gnarly stench uh, as the green liquid hits you hits the ground uh, around your feet oh my god bro use a tic-tac jesus christ you know what <laughs> he begins to speak in a deep tongue yeah i think i will i think you look like the best tic-tac here makes a bite attack at you goes to snap Ooh, got a seven on that lucky so he Fucking snaps misses, and misses bro. right next to you, <laughs> you dodge out of the way dumbass uh <laughs> <laughs> Menace, the tentacle in front of you between you and the massive head is going to lash at you. Yep. Te uh, 11. Oh, it doesn't hit. <laughs> Ooh, misses as the tentacle slashes <sighs> down from uh, vertically onto your platform sh as you shake and try to keep your uh, balance. The one behind you makes the same attack as it slams down onto your platform. Misses with a, with a six. Thank goodness. <laughs> Almost, the tentacle to your right does a swipe horizontally. Traumatic pause. Oh, excuse me. This one's actually different. Go ahead and make me a dexterity check of a DC 10. Easy. Dexterity? Yes. You have to beat a 10. So I got 15. Ooh, so this thing swipes from left to right as it makes a horizontal sweep, and you do this cool, like, jump motion to get over it. Kind of like a sick, wet, tentacle-like jump rope. Uh, you land back on the rock with ease. You don't slip or fall or anything. He misses that attack. Drell, from behind you, another, uh, his fourth tentacle is going to come and slam down on you. Natural 20. Fucking misses. No fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I, don't I don't like, like it this. either. You see that blue die with the D&D &D symbol on it? That's the monster mm. die. Mm. Drell uh, puckers. <laughs> you take eight points of damage as it lands just to the side of you as the edge of the tentacle or one of the suction cups puckers onto your leg and slaps you down into the hard bedrock floor. The soppingest wet noise just echoes through the entire cavern as Wattrell gets <laughs> bitch slapped by this thing. With that, it's going to go back up to round 20 for a lair action. All of his tentacles begin to lash and flail as all those attacks go off, trying to slap at you guys. Almost dodges, Minus dodges his. Drell gets hit in the back, but dodges a fearsome bite from the sea serpent. Uh, as they're attacking you guys, they're also hitting the walls around you. Everyone make me a DC 10 dexterity saving throw as stalactites start to fall from the ceiling there. No whammies, around no whammies, you. no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Oh, fine. Munch fell in the corner. Oh. I gotta reroll it. It's either an 18 or a four. <laughs> what was the DC? DC 10. I'm going to use an inspiration die to re-roll. <laughs> you got a 17. That 20. Oh, all right. right. <laughs> uh. 
So all these stalactites uh, start to fall from the ceiling, crashing around you as you guys are bobbing and weaving, getting out of the way. As the craggy rock uh, begins to split all around you, you're seeing cracks uh, along the walls and more water starts to break through in the ceiling. You hear some rumblings um, and more pebbles start to drop along with these stalactites. Everyone make me a quick perception check. That's a, an 11 for Minus. We got a five. <laughs> I like the word craggy. I didn't realize. The source.com, baby. I know. I don't like I don't like craggy anymore. I got a four. <laughs> Minus, uh, you can't quite pinpoint where you heard this specific noise. However, you do hear some like light screeching from maybe an animal or something like that in the darkness in the ceiling above. Oh fuck. Okay. Is it it's not the fucking rock things that we just fought, is it? He's like, all right, with that turn, it's Armos. Oh, yeah, with that, it's going to go up to Armos' turn. Oh, Armos on a 15. <laughs> There's something above us. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to fucking hit him with Eldritch Blast and, I don't know, see what 10 feet knocks him back. See if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Got beef, bro. I got a nat one. Okay, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> no. Did you get a Wait, nat you one? did two rolls? Oh, two rolls. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like two now ones. I was like two now ones, bro. All right, I guess I guess seventeen. Oh my goodness, seventeen hits. Go ahead. That was on the main head, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You scared me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Shout out Dan for the fucking fairy fire. Real, real quick. <laughs> so when you saw the fairy fire light up all these things in a delayed fashion, all these tentacles are also targets. So yeah, yeah and they're okay. they're emitting light as well. Correct. Uh, I got a nine. Nine damage. Do you shoot this bolt from your hand? Aim it, it hits him right in a snoot, right uh, where the deep blue spike meets his uh, wide nostrils. You hit him square in the nose, dealing nine points of damage. His head flails back from the force of the Elgic Blast, pushing him back 10 feet. But rather than him physically moving, his massive head just slams back into the cave wall behind him, leaving a massive dent as he shakes it off and uh, regains his composure. And now he is gazing on you. And a D4 bludgeoning damage. Nice. I like it. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Uh, with that, it's going to go up to Drell's turn. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, did you have something else? So I gulp because he's staring at me. <laughs> so is there a way that I can move and just ju judging by the size of the tentacles that I would be out of their range and not in range of the... Like if I go closer towards the middle of the cavern? So where you're standing now... You don't think that there's really anywhere you can go to hide from anything. You're kind of in a range of everything, but your specific situation, you got two tentacles that can kind of make attacks at you. You're not quite sure what their reach is, but you know that they can reach you. So the only way to get away from a tentacle would be to head towards uh, Gilfro's main head, but then you have to deal with his head. So you're always kind of dealing with something where you are. If I have Reginald go do Hellish Rebuke, could he get up to his face? Not from your position, no. He would have to, it'll probably take a full turn. Technically, how I worded the ability, he won't be able to, re he's not in range. You could try to send him. You've never really sent him far away from you before. Yeah. As your patron. Yeah. So you don't, you definitely can't use it on, like, on his head or something like that. Uh, he's kind of also like clinging because he really hates the water around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I got closer, could I? You definitely could attempt. Or send them to me <laughs> and then send them to the Okay, so I will I will get I'll move closer. I'll try to jump to that rock. 
yeah so you go ahead and jump to the next boulder that's in front of you this looks like a piece of like a cliff that you saw earlier just kind of sticking out and jutting out of the water how about for my bonus action i have reginald go to drell and then if drell has an opportunity to throw <laughs> reginald up to the monster i'm not gonna lie i'm not using my action to throw <laughs> reginald, bro. All right. i have a giant fucking sword oh. i am not throwing reginald no it's fine it's fine it's fine i love the idea though <laughs> i'm trying to figure out a way to use him and i'm just like really drawing a blank if i can't just do a strength check to throw him at something from D here's a little dm advice or Hellish Rebuke. Hellish Rebuke works best as a reaction. And it, like, I would personally, if I was a warlock, I would save Hellish Rebuke as such yeah, yeah, and yeah. not use it as a main attack. Oh, yeah, if you get hit. Yeah. For this scenario, for this particular scenario, <laughs> we're going to get hit a lot, is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Reginald is kind of like cowering in your, the uh, collar of your cloak. And he's like, uh, uh, I need to drink this uh, fucking wet. It's too wet in here. Uh, I hate this. Hate this chattering of his teeth. His uh, ears are sopping wet as he looks like he can't keep him up. With that, we're gonna go to Minus's and Gilfro's turn. Minus, go ahead and make your move. Drill already went wrong, uh, so I just don't get to go. <laughs> <laughs> Drell, go ahead and make your move. <laughs> All right. We pass over to Drell's initiative. Drell. So uh, he's going to look at Armos and say, Welcome to the party, Armos. <laughs> and he's going to just fucking just run up and try to hit the guy in the chin again. And that is going to be a 19, a note, uh, 22 to hit. Sorry. Ooh, hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Your one without advantage hit higher. <laughs> 17 damage. Ooh. Um, and then I'm gonna action surge, and that's gonna be another 21 to hit. Oh my god, I'm rolling like ass on my damage die, but that's gonna be another 19 damage. Whoa, yeah, rolling like ass, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this, you've done like over 50 points of damage this thing already. What? <laughs> yeah, dude, he rolled 26 Jeez. damage, 17 damage, 19 damage. Yeah, feel free to help, guys. Uh, <laughs> out here doing it by myself. Hey, yo, fighter, big boy fighters doing big boy fighter things. Oh, yeah, just ignore my spell drill. Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, actually, this it's the reason I was able to hit on both of those, so it's fun. <laughs> With a 17 and 19. So as you go to attack, you go to uh, attack his face as Armos jumps across uh, after Eldrick blasting him. His attention tur quickly turns to Armos as you get him in the neck, as you not slice more of its scales off, revealing a nasty gash. As he reacts and howls in pain, he looks back at you, and that's when you catch him again on your action surge, uppercut him with the sword, uh, leaving another mark, knocking more scales off, now showing kind of his muscle tissue uh, beneath his face. And as I do that, uh, Drill says, "Sup, bitch." <laughs> you just kinda... Are we doing catchphrases now? I don't have one yet. I'm trying to. I'm trying to trademark it. I'm trying to trademark it. It's a thing. He looks. He looks down at <laughs> Drill. Rears his head as the hump of his neck kind of overshadows you, and he leans his head down, and he goes, "Catchphrase." <laughs> Interesting. Anyways, guys, don't forget. There's something above us. <laughs> Minus is shaking a little. Yeah, uh, Armos and Drill. When he mm -hmm. raises his neck like that, he, he reveals more of his mass as it rises from the water. Um, go ahead and make me a perception check, both of you. 19. Yeah, same. Something going on over there? <laughs> uh, Dan Earmuffs, when he raises up and reveals more of his neck, in the center of his neck is that shard that you noticed before that he was wearing around his Fucking neck. Fucking knew it. Now in 
his body glowing with a tealish blue, the same color as his eyes, as the uh, inside, it's uh, glowing red, but the heart of it is, is glowing this tealish blue, um, the same color as his pupils. Is it is it just the same size or does it like does it like somehow look enlarged? It does not look enlarged, but um, it's about maybe like two f like two feet in diameter. Okay. Like the size of it, it's like like you could fit in the palm of your hand pretty well, but in comparison to the beast, it has not changed. Is it okay on the front side or is it on like behind his like wingdings uh, ears, <laughs> whatever those so, are? So. Uh, long neck, uh, flappy gills uh, on the side of his face. So it's about 20 feet from his jaw, kind of in the center of his neck. But when he reared his head like that, it just exposed the glimmer uh, there. Okay, we're going to unmute Dan. I'm going okay. to get that. Welcome back, Dan. Welcome back, Minus. Hey, what's going on? Oh, no, no <laughs> not, nothing, 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 nothing at all. It's going to go to Minus's and Gilfro's turn. Minus, take your initial Sick. All right, so my axes are out. I don't even see what they're doing. I'm too focused on this tentacle, and I'm going to just try slashing at this tentacle with just a regular roll because it's disadvantage canceled out with fairy fire. Uh, that definitely hits. 18 for the first hit. Hits. And that is... <laughs> Jeez. Five points of damage with the first axe, and then I'm going to try and hit again. <laughs> Uh, that hits as well as I come over with my bonus action to hit with my second strike and oh baby that is 10 points of damage Ooh! and then my swarm is gonna hit them again for another six points of damage that's 21 Whoa. total points of damage Wow go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, tell us how you did that so yeah uh, as it's swirling around Minus does like a little tuck and roll right almost like when you dodge out of a police car and gets up it's like the and role just... in Zelda, right? Like, <laughs> like <if> I can... <laughs> you hear Minus go, <laughs> and then as he rolls, he like gets one swing as it comes across his body. He gets up and makes another swing down on it. And as he's pinning down the tentacle, the Milo Rock creatures make another attack, and that attack uh, makes Gilfro angry as it pulls back its tentacle from my grasp. They start to slap the tentacle uh, vigorously with uh, crazy aggression. So this tentacle flails back. It looks very bloody from where you hit it. Deep cuts and gashes as it's bleeding uh, this weird blue-ish color. And it starts to flail about uh, in place. But it doesn't look quite down just yet. Uh, but it's looking really messed up uh, where you were attacking it. So now it's going to go to Gilfro's turn. Gilfro's going to go ahead and make his attacks again. So he's going to make the first one. After getting hit by Drell, he's still focusing on um, Armos. So he's going to use his bonus action here. After being attacked by Drell, he's still pretty angry at Armos. So he turns and focuses his gaze at Armos. He uses a bonus action as his gaze pierces Armos, alerting him that he is now his main focus here. Uh, he gets a sense that he's about to be attacked, which he is. He's going to go ahead and make a bite attack with advantage. And that's a 15. Are you wondering if that hits? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. The warlock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So first we're going to do damage here as he goes ahead and clips you. You take nine points of damage as his teeth sink in. Gilfro snaps in, turns his head sideways, and bites 
holding you from your chest. Go ahead and make me a dexterity check of DC 10. Oof. That is a seven. He does not open his mouth and he catches you inside and lifts his head back up while holding you in his mouth. You feel uh, a burning sensation as his tooth gets you really bad on the side of your body. Feel like one of his teeth is possibly like through your stomach, piercing like maybe a rib and he's holding you in place here. You are now grappled. You are considered grappled by Gilfro in his mouth. <laughs> At this point, I'll use Hell's Rebuke for sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> what a time. All right. I'm like obviously looking helpless, so Reginald gets a little pissed off, and I, I tell him, aim for the eyes. <laughs> you are going to And he scampers out from your shoulder, grabs onto one of his nose hairs, flings himself up onto his face, and tries to hug one of his eyes. You see the shift. Uh, with his dragon pupil, look at the bunny. He, Reginald gives him a little wink and combusts into flames. Gonna go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Here's the beat of 13. Ooh, wow, he actually rolled a one, but he is gonna use a legendary resistance and save on it, but he's still gonna take half damage because you still take damage on a pass. Well, that's still good though. Yeah. So uh, all it does is that he just passes any failed save. Go ahead and roll for damage and then half it. So... 13 is the damage that I got. Yeah, so, so it'll be six points of damage. Reginald combusts into flame while hugging one of his eyelids and uh, takes six points of fire damage. Nice. I'm still in his freaking mouth. You're still in his mouth. Uh, he's going to go ahead and make the other attacks with his tentacles. So the uh, starting from Minus, uh, the one that you just attacked is going to go ahead and slam down on you. Mm. Fun time. He got a t He got 12. Oh, misses. <laughs> nice. The the other one is going to go ahead. So the one you hurt, slap down uh, vertically. The one behind you is now going to swipe at you. Go ahead and make me a dexterity check. DC 10. Saving throw? Yeah, dexterity saving throw. Uh, barely pass. <laughs> nice. So you dodge to the side as this thing hammers down onto your platform. You turn around. You, know, you hear the rumblings. Um, as this giant tentacle goes to take a swipe at you and you kind of like do a handstand and dodge over it. Yeah, they my little rock creatures like almost make like a thing to lift me up and I do a backflip over it. <laughs> <laughs> the third tentacle is out of range of everybody because Armos is now in uh, Gilfro's mouth. The fourth tentacle is going to go ahead and make another swipe at Drell. Drell, go ahead and give me a DC. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw with a DC 10, please. Dex, uh, that's 19. 19. So oh, you turn okay. around as, yeah. the, as the reverberation of the cave starts to bounce off the walls as this giant massive tentacle uh, goes to swipe horizontally, just like it did at Minus, and you go ahead and you deflect it out of the way, uh, dodging so it. So this is, this, is this is one of his attacks, right? Correct. Uh, okay, then I want to repost it. Oh, go for it. Um, and I want to try to hit him. Oh, thank God for fairy fire, dude. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. Oh, yep, that hits. So you notice that when you guys are attacking these tentacles, you're able to get a hit off easier, uh, Drell, than you would with the against his head. Mm -hmm. So you notice that you have to finesse a little bit more to kind of get a shot off, but these tentacles are swinging blind, and you're able to just easily repost it. This is a lot. It's an easier target. Um, well, I hit it for 32 damage. Gee, what? <laughs> yeah, I rolled what? I rolled two eights plus the plus my modifier of four, and then I rolled double sixes on my two d sixes. 
this. Oh my god. I literally Bring maxed this, out bro. I, I maxed out the Great Slayer. Like I hit it for as much damage as I possibly Oh wait, hold on. I burned a superiority die, so I get to add that too. Yeah. Oh. Uh that is a, another seven, so thirty-nine damage. That is absurd. <laughs> I've done not I've done nine so far this whole fight. <laughs> 39 points of damage? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So you, so as, I'm gonna re, re, re I, I what happened there. I need to take a photo of this. This is actually <laughs> fucking insane. I'll like send it to the Discord. Well, the, our Discord first. <laughs> the tremors that this tentacle's making as it's lashing in your direction in a horizontal movement, trying to knock you off the platform, you quickly turn around and deflect it and repost as you slash through the tentacle and it splits, completely missing you, dealing 39 points of damage. The two pieces of this tentacle flail individually and crash into the water laying flat. You completely obliterated this tentacle and it is no longer moving. And he whispers to himself, sub bitch. Menace writes one in his journal. Gilfro <laughs> 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 uh, growls in pain, but he does not let go of Armos in his maw. When he growls Armos, you don't take any damage here, but you feel him clenching up uh, as Drill split this tentacle in half and you kind of yell more in pain uh, as his teeth dig deeper into your body. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Drill, is Armos okay? What's happening over there? Uh, probably not, probably not. <laughs> It's just a guess, but probably what? not. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me add some of this stuff up real quick. I need to get, we need to get a sound effect of me going like, ah, yeah. Ah! Well, we just got it. <laughs> ah, ah! Here I thought I made a tough encounter for you guys. Bro, I literally just maxed out that because especially with it as a repost, I add that superiority that I do. That shit's fucking nuts. <laughs> Tony adds a zero next to the HP. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten a little lucky so far, but it might be. Oh, it's dead? No, no. Oh, does it have another <laughs> no, phase no, no, at this no, no, point? No, 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 no. It's, it's not dead yet. Um, it's just a tentacle. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So now but that tentacle is decapitated, right? It's so split in half. So as it came to swing at you, you kind of put your sword up and it just sliced right through. So this thing split in half and it just crashed into the water. So uh, it's going to go up to a lair action here. He begins to wail and flail about um, as he crashes into the walls again. Everyone give me a dexterity saving throw except Armos <laughs> as the lag tights uh, <laughs> fall down. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm in the safe uh, place. Fuck. It's a four. You know what's really ironic? I rolled just now the number I rolled when I used my inspiration die last time, so I failed. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay, so stalactite uh, falls on Drell. Drell, you take two points of damage as this massive rock from the ceiling lands right next to you. It kind of hits you in the leg. Menace. <laughs> you take six points of damage. Full six, great. As this thing crashes <laughs> onto your back and shatters. Like the, the stalactite hits so hard, it just like <laughs> breaks. We're going to go to uh, Armos' turn. Armos, you are currently grappled in this thing's mouth. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. I've been waiting you all feel, this time for you. As you look around you. Can you move your character to his mouth? <laughs> I, I, I hand drew him in there. I hand drew him in there. You, you're having a very hard time. He's got you kind of in his like two front teeth. You could easily fit in, this, in his mouth with no problem. 
Uh, it's just the way he caught you. Oh, I'm so you ready. You look at your body, and you notice that a couple of his teeth are piercing through you uh, as you see blood kind of cut, drip down the side of your chest here. Yeah, I'm ready. You're going to go and make me a... Ah. You're going to try to get yourself out. You're going to go ahead and make me a strength check. I want to cast before I do that. Can I do that? Okay, so if you're trying to cast... What, what are you trying to cast right now? Burning hands. Oh. So instead of getting out, you can cast that. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, do you want to use your action to make burning hands? Sure. I don't think we've seen you do this yet. Oh, remember with the spiders? Oh, we did. Yeah. I hold my hands um, and fire starts spreading out in a cone in front of me. Reaches about 15 feet and I try I'm assuming one of my hands is in his mouth and I shoot it straight down his fucking throat. <laughs> There you go. Okay. So then a creature has to do a dexterity saving throw. Given the fact that you're in its mouth, I'm just going to go. I, I He can't dodge it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> and to be honest, it would just be unfair to use a legendary resistance here because it, it that, that physically doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and roll for damage for me. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's, here's a great roll. If you, what, what's the damage on it? 3d6. If you do nine points of damage or more, I'll let you go. So we're gonna have to roll these one at a time. So suspense. Well, that's a two. Okay. That's a six. Ooh. Yes! <laughs> Automatic that's win. That's a two. <laughs> Ooh, 10 points of damage as you stretch your, your hand that's already deep inside his throat. You grab his tongue and you blow fire from your palm as it gives him bad indigestion and he spits you out as you fall onto the bedrock below just a couple of feet from Drell. You did fall down so you are prone and you can use uh, the rest of your turn to get up. I didn't do a superhero landing. Oh, <laughs> so with how badly he bit you. Yeah, I know. You look at your chest. You <laughs> I was just joking. I was just joking. <laughs> I wanted to be a cool guy. I love how Minus is doing all these flips and then just gets destroyed by a fucking stalactite. <laughs> you're just you're back flipping in the corner while these two are handling the. <laughs> I'm doing good. Flip. Speaking of which, my turn, right? Uh, Minus, it's your initiative. No, it is right. my turn. Oh, Drell, it is your initiative. I get it, dude. I've been doing a lot of damage. You're trying to skip me. It's cool. It's whatever. What? I thought you just killed the tentacle and then it went to armor. No, that was a reaction to his attack. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. that was a reaction? You're damaged? Yeah, dude. dude. That was a reaction. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's even more insane. Spiders are fucking broken, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> just Yo. Uh, okay, so first first off, I'm, uh, so Drell like, literally sees Armos land just right next to him. And uh, he goes... Uh, Welcome to the party, bud. That was fucking sick. <laughs> and he's gonna rally Armos, which is expending the superiority die to um, give him the temporary HP of like whatever I roll. Sure. And that's so Armos, you get plus five HP. Ooh. So you get plus five temporary hit points. Dude, I'm taking anything at this point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald is still hanging on to uh, Gilfro's face. I don't know what that was, but I feel pretty rallied. I feel pretty moved right now. <laughs> okay, cool. And then, so then what I'm going to do is, damn, I was going to second wind, but that's also a bonus action. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> uh, then I'll just go ahead and I'll just attack him. Uh, 19 to hit. 
That hits. Not as great. Only 11 damage that time. I guess if I move around to the other side of the rubble that I'm standing on, I can't hit any of the other tentacles, right? Or would I be able to hit the one in the corner? You could use your full movement to, to, to move kind of around the bedrock that bends around his head. You can like kind of wait for the tentacle to like notice you. And as it's going to attack you, that's when you would take your opportunity there. So if you move 30 feet around the bedrock that's surrounding him, you could get into position from another tentacle and his head at the same time. Okay, cool. That works. All right. So you're going to use your movement as you kind of reposition yourself to in between uh, the head and another tentacle. With that, we're going to move to Minus's turn. Minus. Yeah, me and my little rock creatures are all like rubbing our heads. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get up. So go ahead and make me a... Um, you're gonna you're gonna make me a check to see if you hold concentration on fairy fire. Oh yes, yes, of course. It's a DC ten. Oh, it's for any concentration? Because it's either half damage or ten. So this is because you took damage from the uh, slag. Yes, type? and I'm concentrating on a spell, so this could be bad for us. Yeah, don't fuck this up, bro. I rolled <laughs> a five on my other <laughs> roll, so I've only been able to do my damage because of your fucking spell. Oh boy. Come on, Dan. <laughs> barely by one point past it <laughs> you manage to keep your focus as you squint and uh, wipe off the rubble on your um oh. your familiars help you dust off and kind of rub your cheeks and you, as you maintain focus on this yellow hue surrounding gilfro that was actually one of the sweatier rolls i've had to make <laughs> <laughs> so i get up rub my head like i said and uh i'm just gonna get my one axe out i'm kind of angry now and i Attack the one that's bloodied with my first axe. That's a nat 20. Ooh, hey. baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with because of how badly damaged this thing already mm -hmm. is, go ahead and finish it. Because any damage you do is going to kill it. All right, let me do my other stuff first then. I want to combine this with my bonus action. So I'll describe it after, if that's okay. Sure. I'm also going to use my bonus action to throw it at the other tentacle. And is that a regular attack thrown? Or is that still with disadvantage? So, no, that's what, that's a normal attack. He's just awesome. throwing it. Right. Yeah. 19 to hit. That hits. Nine points of damage. Go ahead and role with... play that out for me, because a lot of things happened here. So, I get up with my, with my little rock creatures rubbing our heads. Like, all right, let's finish this thing. I'm tired of this. I dodge another attack and just as it dodges i cut it in half and as i spin around throw the other axe as it gets hopefully i'm is it hoping it's okay if it just gets lodged <laughs> into the other tentacle with a crit from before yes it gets lodged into the tentacle nice gilfro is now he's beginning to growl and roar and he um and flail about the tentacles that you just eliminated is now chopped like the tip of it is chopped off the other one is flailing from the axe being lodged into it the other one that's split is still just laying there and the one in the corner is trying to like um uh snap at you guys but it, it can't reach from the other end of the room as he's like desperately trying to reach over uh gilfro shifted his head over armos and now trying to reach uh towards drell and menace so we're gonna go to uh gilfro's turn and just because i can i move five feet over with my little creatures okay i hit <laughs> <laughs> i just want to use my ability <laughs> okay Gonna use a legendary action. Oh boy. The tentacle that was split in half 
from Drell gets back up and begin, and you see all its muscle tissue begin to snap into place as it starts to connect to each other and begins to form back in a weird uh, mesh mending. And you see a giant scar form down the tentacle as the one in the back starts to flail and becomes revitalized and back into the fight. Hey, 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 DM. Yeah. Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck that. That is a legendary action. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that happens on your turn. So now he's going to go uh, for his actual turn. Um, so the first thing he's going to do is that he's looking at Drell and he uses his bonus action to gaze into Drell. Drell turns around and he sees his piercing eyes alerting him to his presence. He's going to go ahead and make a bite on Drell. Drell, he's going to have advantage. Points at Armos. That's a 19. Um, that hits. Is your... Okay. <laughs> go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw of a DC 10 for me as I roll your damage real quick. Okay, 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 okay. You take nine points of damage as he snaps onto you. What's your DC? Well, like, what did I roll? Yeah, what did you roll? And it's a dex, right? Yes. Uh, 18. Ooh, so he goes ahead and he bites. You manage to get out of the way. Uh, as the giant uh, mouth snaps down at you, but catches a piece of like your shoulder as blood spews into the air as he cracks through the armor of your shoulder pad. Okay, well then I'm gonna reaction stone endurance. Sure. Let me roll a d12. You gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. So I reduced it by three damage, so it's only... Six points of damage. You take six, six points of damage. Six, yep. six. So as he goes to bite, crashes, breaks your shoulder pad <laughs> okay. and crashes in. You uh, you flex really hard as your skin turns to stone, uh, reducing some of the impact. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was his right, fight attack. So the tentacle that just uh, arose from being dead, revitalized with this weird stitching across its body now, uh, goes to slap at Armos. 18. Got a hammer down. That's a hit, dealing eight points of damage as it crashes into you. At the one that Minus was attacking that has the axe, the hand axe lodged into it, he's going to go ahead and make a swipe. Minus, go ahead and make me a dexterity check. Dexterity saving throw of DC. Passed it. Nice. With flying colors. You go ahead and invade out of the way as it goes to try to swipe and knock you off the platform. The other one is just still thrashing in the background. Can't quite reach you guys as the cave starts to shake. Um, it's going to go up to the lair action. As Gilfro starts to flail around with his remaining tentacles, the whirlpools start to pick up again as various whirlpools are now more spread out. If you guys got knocked into the water at any point, you're confident that you're going to get sucked in. Great thing I'm a strong swimmer, so. <laughs> Armos, <laughs> we're going to go to your initiative as you brush off this nasty hit from one of the tentacles. Can I see where that gem is at, from my current location? From where you're standing, the gem is about maybe 10 feet above you nice. in the center of its neck. All right. I want to Eldritch Blast that thing. Sure. Roll a hit. That's a 14. You just miss it as it... Uh, that with advantage? Oh, bitch. Oh, was it with advantage? Oh, it wasn't. I still got advantage. Aha. Ooh, 20. So that's a dirty 20. Ooh, a dirty 20. So you go ahead and hit this. Do damage for me. I'm really glad I did that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, dude. As soon as it runs out, just do it again. Uh, <laughs> I can try. So that is eight. 
you deal eight points of damage to Eldritch Blast shoots from your palm into this into the shard. He reacts as he screams in pain. Drell and Armos, make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh fuck. It's a nine. Oh. Oh, saving throw? No, it's still a nine. I got a seven. <laughs> seven? Oh no. <laughs> it's not good. As you shoot this Eldritch Blast into this uh shard that is socketed into his neck a brilliant bright light shines out uh in a cone from his neck extending all the way to you two blinding you uh as this bright light makes you shield your eyes um you are blinded for one round oh, fuck no way a blinded creature can't see and automatically fails any ability checks that require sight attack rolls against creatures have advantage and the creature attack rolls have disadvantage so you're essentially fighting based off memory right now if you would go to attack or with anything here. Okay. With, so you have to roll with disadvantage. Fairy Fire does cancel that out. You guys are going to hate this. Obvious to see. <sighs> yeah, if the attacker can see it. Okay, mm. so you're gonna if you're going to try to attack Yofro while blinded, it's going to have disadvantage here, and Fairy Fire is not going to have an effect. But you're only blinded for <sighs> one turn. It could have been way worse. The second you said blinded, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> well, joke's on you. Drell was actually wearing sunglasses. So, no. Um, all right. I'll take so, your initiative. Yeah. So, what I will do is yell out to Armos, um, and I'll just say, uh, don't worry, man. <laughs> we'll uh, get out of here somehow. And um, <laughs> I guess that counts as another rally. And okay, there you go. So that's eight HP back to Armos. Thank fucking goodness. <laughs> um, that's the most I could give him. Um, and then with my action, I want to take the very last sip of the thing Gibby. His name was Gibby, right? Yep. I forget his name. Ghibli. Ghibli. Yeah, Ghibli. I want to take the very last sip of the, the vial Ghibli gave us. You go ahead and drink it. It does not cure the blindness, but you still gain the benefits of a long rest. Well, I just really needed the HP and uh, my superiority die back. So that's... <laughs> hey, listen, hey, go for it. I gave you a really good item, so... I really needed the HP. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there we go. And that'll be my turn. Oh, and then um, I try to want to... Oh, fuck. I'm still blind. Okay. Then I guess I'll just stay still because I'd rather <laughs> stay where I am. So you pass your turn over to Menace. Menace, take the initiative. When this... Tentacle got slain. Did it fall in a way that I can cross easily over it? <laughs> Basically, I want to move closer to the creature across the water. Yeah, so the the platform that you're standing on that you've been the whole time and where the bedrock platform is, is about 15 to 20 feet. So you're going to have to make a uh, dexterity check here, uh, acrobatics check, just to make sure you don't fall into the water because okay. you're going to be hopping from rock to rock. So before you make your movement, go ahead and make me uh, acrobatic check. Yeah. Of uh, DC 10. <clears throat> 10. You manage to cross uh, this body of water hopping from rock to rock as you're almost slipping to get there. You are now face to face with Gilfro along with your blinded buddies. Hell yes. All right. I'm going to stick my javelin into it. Are you attacking the shard? Yeah, I'm gonna not do that. I'm just gonna attack him. Uh, I get to re-roll it. All right, I was hoping to crit, but I got a uh, <laughs> like a 26. 
Oh, uh, let me just refer to my notes here. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, that hits. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> oh, baby. And that's 13 points of damage. And I'm going to use my swarm to hit him for an extra 19 points of damage. Wow. Oh, but it's I got to do another roll, which is an extra four points of damage because it was a melee attack with the javelin based on my abilities. So that is... 21 points of damage. Nice. So as you go ahead, you hop over to the platform right in front of him and you start stabbing uh, into um, Gearful's neck and head, catching him in the jaw, catching him in the neck. It's gonna be okay, guys. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Your rock sprites jump up and run across the javelin as they start slapping a little bit uh, on his wounded scales uh, that Drell broke off when he caught him in the jaw as he starts to wriggle a while in pain. He starts to roar again, and he gets ready as he rears his head back. Starts charging up for something as you're starting to hit him. Okay. A after you hit him, he rears his head back as more of this green drool uh, drips down. He's looking very messed up. Okay. As there is now cuts and cracks in his scales, uh, and his one of his eyes even looks a little black and blue. This is the one Reginald got? Probably the one Reginald yes, got. Probably the one Reginald. <laughs> Reginald is like, as you guys are attacking and beating him up, uh, Reginald is holding off for his dear life on his face. He's like, I don't know what to go. I go into the water. <laughs> He's still on the face. He's like flailing around. It's now going to go to Gilfro's initiative. Gilfro is going to <clears throat> open his mouth and spurs out this green, gassy liquid onto the three of you. I need all three of you to make me a constitution saving throw of a DC 12. Thank goodness. Does this, so because it's a con, do I still roll with disadvantage? This is just a saving throw, so no. I got a 19. Oh, I, it's so fucking bad. I also rolled. Bad. I got an eight. <laughs> you got an eight? Okay. Uh, what did you get? Um, Four. For minutes. Is this, this elemental is a, damage or this is, is this just like? This is a type of element. So this is a cone of of green gas and liquid. You guys take 10 points of poison damage and you guys are now poisoned. As you start to feel green around the gills, your cheeks become flushed and your stomach starts to rumble. We'll see what that does next turn, but you feel very uneasy and queasy as inside of you starts to feel a little hot especially in your tummy and around your lungs. You two are now poisoned and you take 10 points of damage. What, uh, Armos, you take five points of damage. I would like to use uh, absorb elements. <laughs> yeah, I wanna use a reaction spell. So <laughs> you're gonna use a reaction spell here. So that means you're gonna break mm -hmm. concentration on fairy nope, fire. It's not concentration. It's one reaction. Um, when you take acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage, the spell captures some of the incoming energy, lessening its effect on you and storing it for, I might not be able to do this anyways. Is poison damage different from acid? It's a very good question, Cotton. I'll I'll allow it. Cool, that works for us. You know, I might get some people adding me, but I'll allow it because it's like a breath weapon. Yeah. You guys don't add them anymore, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say poison is an right. element in, in regarding to magic because it was a breath weapon. All right, sick. All right, uh, appreciate it. So basically as it shot this damage. I used the reaction to become resistant the second he did it. So the cap spell captures some of the incoming energy, lessening its effect on you and storing it for the next melee attack. You have resistance to the triggering damage type until the start of your next turn. Also, the first time 
you hit with a melee attack on your next turn, the target takes an extra 1d6 damage of the triggering type and the spell ends. So I take five damage. That doesn't counteract the poison though, unfortunately. Now go yes. ahead and make me a concentration check. Yeah, now that I've been hit. Oh, nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Nice. So you maintain concentration on fairy fire. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to move over to Drell. Drell, are you going to use a reaction on this? Yeah, I'm using Stone's Endurance uh, yeah. to reduce the damage. Oh my god, dude. That is another one on this D12. So it uh, only reduces it by three. So it's, what, seven damage? Seven points of damage. And you are poisoned. So Gilfro is now going to attack with his two tentacles from behind. One is going to go to Armos as it hammers down. Misses with a nine. The other one is going to go after Drell. That is a 15. I believe that misses. That misses, and I'm going to burn a superiority die to repose his ass. Sick. Um, okay. And I still roll with advantage, right? Correct. That's a nat fucking 20, dude. Oh. <laughs> That's a nat. All right. Very fire. This is going to take a second. Oh, God. Um... I only get to roll the superiority die once, though, right? Okay, so that's going to be... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All done. Oh, man. So if I double the damage, it's 62 damage. Hmm. How much damage? 62. Ooh, you do 62 points of damage as you slash and cut this tentacle in half as you repost it from its thrashing attack. It splits in half, but the other way, the tip of the uh, tentacle falls off and crashes into the ground. Gearfro lets out a terrible roar as it screams in pain as more of blue uh, blue blood drips into the water and gr more of this green uh, liquid that he sprayed you with also droops out of his mouth. It looks like he can't quite control the fluids that's flowing right now. The water around you was like this murky, is, is now this murky green as the water is becoming more corrupted just from all the juices and all the gore and all the beatings that you were laying down on this beast. I think it's funny. I've done under 20 damage to this thing. and you... <laughs> Are you keep, are you putting our names next to the damage? Because I know you count up, uh, right? Uh, no, I don't actually. <laughs> yeah, it is laughable how much damage I've done to this thing. So it is going to pass on his turn, looking really messed up. Another tentacle is out. It's going to go up to a lair action. The He's going to flail again with his remaining tentacles and head as the lactites begin to fall from the ceiling. Everyone make me a dexterity check of a DC 10 to dodge these falling lactites. Oh, oh God. Boy. Oh, fuck. I got a two. Are you? I got a uh, 13. Oh, wait. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got a two. That's yeah. a nine. A nine? Stalactites fall all around you. Drell goes ahead and knocks him out of the way with the sword. Doesn't even move. Um, Armos, you got a stalactite that falls and breaks on your back. As, as same goes for you, Minus. Both of you take five points of damage as a stalactite falls onto you. Uh, Minus, go ahead and make me a concentration check. Yep. Nailed it. Nice. You are focusing and determined. Thank God. I, the most determined Minotaur you've ever seen. Every time he gets hit, he just keeps pointing. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, 
<laughs> like Sid, Sid, you're still concentrating. Sid's like the one concentrating for Sid's, him. <laughs> so Sid is currently glowing because he's your arcane focus, this brilliant yellow that is casted around Gilfro. And every time you take damage, that light dims. And when you pass that check, comes back and glows again. And the, the hue around Gilfro vibrates with it as Sid loses focus for just a second, but manages to continue glowing due to your will determination. It's going to go to Armos's turn. Armos, you are no longer blinded. Yay. You regain your composure. You see the bloody carnage that is around you. You stand before Gilfro. Take your initiative. I'm going to try to shoot the gem again. So I'm going to wind up, shoot Eldrick Blast <laughs> at it. But knowing what I did before, right when I throw, right when I throw my skill, I'm going to turn around so that I hopefully don't get blinded. <laughs> And then uh, I'm hoping that, like, when he gets knocked backwards, that he hopefully hits the ceiling with his head. Maybe has something fall on him. Uh, I got a 13, which I don't think it's... That misses. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, I find Drell and use him as cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you try to hide behind Drell. You're not going to get much cover here because... Mm -hmm. You can be everywhere. attacked from all angles, but... Armos, what are you doing? No, 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 you're There's fine. There's literally you're tentacles fine. behind us, bro. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> like, what are you hiding from? <laughs> I'll take your initiative. Uh, so that's a 21 to hit. Uh, so that is 20 more damage. And then I'm going to action surge. Try to fucking... So I hit him up. So I assume what I, what's going on is since he's, like, above us, I'm kind of just swiping at, like, his lower chin slash, like, neck area. So, yeah, I'm kind of just going to town trying to fuck him up and that's gonna be uh, tw uh 21 to hit again that hits noise do shout out fairy fire <laughs> you guys have no idea how much it's saving my ass right now oh uh maybe <laughs> this is not good that is only nine damage drill so finish him oh, oh fuck <laughs> yeah dude so like i said i'm just like swiping back and forth and then as I'm like cutting, I just see like a giant slash and or like a giant hole, like like in the bottom of his neck, I guess, or like under his chin. I kind of just take the giant slayer and I just fucking try to jump up and just like pierce it through. And the blade goes through the bottom of his mouth up into like the roof of his mouth and then like into his face. And then like it just, and then I like drop down without the sword and then his whole head comes like crashing down into the water with my blade in his, in his face and like that's how it comes Drell slashes down with the, with his final attack through the skull of Gilfro lets out a terrible one final terrible roar as it echoes throughout the cave uh, in every direction water begins to crush and maul the rocks around you as more stalactites begin to fall as you guys start to dodge out of the way and um evade the attacks from the flailing tentacles as they're just wildly thrashing about the racket could be heard throughout the entire cave system and you hear it echo down the, the cave uh, behind Gilfro, the way you came in well, reverbs as more rocks begin to fall out of the way. And he finally, in his last breath, lets out a terrible groan as he falls in front of you in between Armos and Jarell, and his tongue rolls and falls out onto the rock and water. Reginald climbs down, climbs onto Armos's shoulder, goes, oh, 
You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, way to go, buddy, and I fist bump him. <laughs> he fist bumps you back. Hey, well, you know, sometimes you gotta, you know, bring in people from the other world to do dirty work, but it's all right. Um, that's why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Wait, <laughs> did you? Get, you guys just didn't see what I did. I burned him. Menace without breaking eye contact of the monster just writes down three more points next to Drell's name. <laughs> just wide-eyed, like mouth open. <laughs> you guys now see this giant slain beast. The water has calmed. All the whirlpools are gone, and the water has sunk in a little bit, but has not moved from its current uh, location. It's still very rocky and very watery, but you guys are on the bedrock that surround him where his head lies, and his tongue is leaning out. Uh, you get a, you see a glimmer um, from his neck where the shard was, as it still glows that brilliant bright light that blinded you, but it's not so bright where it's blinding you now, but it's kind of like you're looking into a really bright lamp, and that is still shining, and in the center, you still see this tealish energy in this red, large crystal. What are you guys doing? Mm. Well, first I gotta go get Giant Slayer. Also, like to think, like as uh, as I'm like pulling it out of like the bottom of the chin, like one of its teeth get caught on it, and it just adds it to the back of the blade. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just like another one. Um, and then I guess Drell's gonna ask Armos. Uh, so what are we gonna try to pull this crystal out of its? neck or like what do you guys want to do with oh, it? Oh hell I yeah. assume this is a blood shard, right? What shape is it? So are who's 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 doing what? Well we're gonna cut it out, but can we can we tell what, what shape it is before we do anything? From where you're standing it looks like a really elongated shard. Bigger than the ones you've seen, but it doesn't quite look like a blood shard. But the bright light where you guys are standing kind of cover its appearance. So you guys are still standing about fifteen feet away from it from like where it is in the neck from the head of the beast. I guess I'll walk up and try to like pry it out with the with the giant slayer. As he does that, Menace runs up to Armos and gives him a huge hug. Armos, I thought you were dead. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're okay. I, I wince because I'm very close to being dead. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm patting him and all my rock babies are like patting him as well. <laughs> I give him a fist bump as well. Boom. <laughs> you gotta explode it. I'm yeah, don't worry, Menace. I'm fine. It's whatever. I'm like saying that as I'm like have my foot on the neck and I'm like using the, the sword <laughs> to like wedge the thing out of its neck. I uh, gotta be honest, Drell. I wasn't too worried about you during this fight. You uh, kind of killed it. <laughs> Drell, when you walk over to the part of the neck and you start cutting this out, this shard is pretty big. It's about a foot and a half exactly. And the closer you get to its brilliant light begins to fade a bit as you remove it from the from the beast when you remove it the beast begins to melt and decay into this red bluish greenish goop it begins to melt onto the floor it's very sticky as it catches uh the ankles of your boots and begins to fall down into the water as the monster melts along with the tentacles the water that was in the cave now flow through the holes that it originally bursted from returning the cave to its natural state when you came in but the ground is still cracked and cragged from gilfro bursting out of it is the entrance still closed so when you look at the entrance you see that a lot of the rocks have fallen and cleared the way that 
from your position you could probably walk back the way you came because the water carried away the rubble the other cave that you guys saw these hooded elves from mm -hmm. uh is now open as a lot of the water begins to rush down there too uh but the bulk of the water that was really giving you all this rough terrain falls into the giant holes where the tentacles and gilfro erupted from the shard that you're holding it's a clear crystalline shape like a jagged rock it fits into your palm comfortably wide in the center and comes to a sharp point at both ends it fits neatly into your hands and will be comfortable as if you were uh, as if you use it as a weapon like a dagger to stab somebody if you were to fully grasp it it's just big enough so the edges of the shards peek out of both sides of your hand around the center is this bluish metal ring that circles around it like magic there's nothing holding it it's bounded kind of like a like a like a pylon when you try to move the ring from the center it does not budge and it is socketed into position some force is holding it here the opacity and clearness of the shard is noteworthy because if it was empty you could probably see right through it but what's in it is this bluish tealish color it is slightly red around the crystals and the shards crystal like edges very faintly but in the center has this blue energy that swirls around not in a perfect orb but it looks like it's constantly breaking apart from each other and then going back into a ball as if the shard itself is constricting the energy to keep it in the center so does this match the shape of the hole in the tree at the at the top where it looked like it was missing something so yes um this looks like it belongs somewhere and you recall back to the tree that it has a similar shape where this shard could lie what you got there drill uh, i don't know it looks like a rock oh hey hey that looks like it could fit in that uh hole that we saw back there don't you think guys yeah it does oh the tree yeah i, I didn't even think of that yeah i'm pretty smart <laughs> as you guys are looking into it you look down into the hole and you see that it goes pretty far down, about 30 feet. On one of the ledges that you think you can like peer over is a leather just sitting there. It was what the hooded elves were trying to give to Gilfro as you guys walked in. So we pick it up and look inside. It's a mimic, look out. I'm kidding. <laughs> if I get bit again, I, like I'm, I'm so sick and tired of getting bit. <laughs> Looking at this, small leather chest it's about the size of like a nice shoe box the craftsmanship of the chest looks different than any of the ones you've really seen before this one looks like it has an elven craftsmanship to it as you look at it you also see a nudge every so often it starts to shake in your hands like a vibration it's not that you don't think it's the chest that's shaking but something inside the chest that is shaking on the chest are latches holding the chest shut so it doesn't burst open from the movement inside. There's a total of four latches, two on the front and one on either side. It is not locked. It looks like a clip latch. A real quick drill second wins. Yeah. No, uh, I think we need to take a long rest before we look in this thing. Right here in the cave. Yeah. Let's slice open this uh, beast and sleep in its guts. Okay. No, the beast got bath bombed. It's out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The beast is nowhere to be found. Right. It is gone. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, we could just open it. We could. Yeah. You want, you want to? Should we do it? Yeah. Open it, Ormos. Drill steps a foot away from the box. <laughs> like, he just steps back really quick. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm peering around Armos' waist now. Uh, 
slowly open the box for, and prepared for whatever's about to happen. You unclip the latches on front of the chest. It shakes one more time as the top bursts open. Inside are two objects. You see this metal flask that's about the size of like a potion bottle shake so often. Without you holding it down, it goes about a couple inches in the air, but it doesn't have any particular pattern to it. The flask shakes violently, but shakes in place when it jumps up in the air. The flask itself looks to be casted from solid iron. On the front has an etched face molded into the design, and on the back, uh, the bottle are etched words written in an unfamiliar language. The cap is a cork that has a lock mechanism keeping the cork tightly into the bottle. The mechanism suggests that if you were to open it, it would stay connected to the lock mechanism. The cork would stay to the lock. The cap is held down by steel latches. The other object is a bag. And as the bottle begins, this iron bottle shakes, you hear some jingling from the bag, like crystals. Mm. On the lid of the chest that bursts it open is an etched is an etched sigil. The sigil is a picture of a mountain with a sun above it. Do I know this sigil? Make me an insight check as you are looking into this box. 19. So Reginald and uh, Drell, Reginald's eyes begin to narrow as it looks into the bottle. Drell, you feel an immense evil within that flask. You get a really bad feeling in your gut as some bad juju. Guys, I uh I would not open that vial. I uh I don't know, it just it just it doesn't seem right. I I'm man, I got the chills. It it does not seem like there's something good in that bottle. Okay, so on the back is an etched face. It looks like a drawing. You don't recognize what the face could be, but you're assuming it's given the craftsmanship of the bottle. It could possibly be etched after maybe the creator of it. It looks like it has that worshipy vibe to it. Like a lot of work has gone into this bottle. So above it, you also see an unfamiliar language written across it. So what are you doing? Are you still are you still investigating this flask? So there's a bag that was with it and we look inside. We haven't looked inside yet, right? When you open the bag, it is a bag full of blood shards. Fuck yes. Give me them blood shards. Is it our, is it our bag? It is not your bag. How many? I'm counting. I'm shuffling through. That's a lot more than we had before. <laughs> there are 17 blood shards in the bag. Make me an insight check. It's a 10. You remember in the beginning of the fight with Gilfro, before he transformed into the beast, he was messing around with the shard that you were holding. He broke your mace. And you saw a blue energy shift from that mace shard to mm -hmm. the gem you are holding. That gem color is the same consistency of color as the shards in that bag. The other shards that you've been holding have not been as dark of red. We have this, and I point to Drell's hand. We have this. Do we put it back? 
it seems obviously pretty powerful. And to just leave it here seems... Well, if it's healing the forest, then I, I think we return it. I don't, I don't think we take it with us. But what if someone like this guy gets it again? I mean, Kara is protecting the forest, but I mean... Should, but that's what I was going to say. Should we return it to Kara? Mm, I don't know. What do you think, Miss? I think we need to put it back and let Kara know. She'll probably be able to talk to the Kuatoas and get some heavier protection around this shrine and hopefully some new warriors as well. I shoot, I shoot Menace a look. Like what, Ghibli? Dude, <laughs> those other Koatoas messed us up. <laughs> in a distant in a distant vision, there is a lowly Koatoa boy looking at the ribbon that Armos gave him, <laughs> replaying a visage of his mother. Oh, fun And fact. he plays back his favorite memory of him uh, getting a home run, looking at his mother as she's staring and cheering and crying in happiness for getting his first home run as he runs the bases in glee, I, so winning the game. I, I love that vision, but so if I ever cast in Code Thought, that, that strand goes away. <laughs> Wait, every time you cast in Code Thought, the previous one goes away? Supposedly, that's how the that's how the spell works. We don't have to do it that way. I, I don't think my heart can handle that, so we're gonna ignore that for now. He's just like he's just watching it one day, and, and all of a sudden away. just dissipates. Oh that shit would be so oh funny. Dude. We're we're gonna cross that bridge another time. <laughs> so I I read it after when Drell made the the point about the waterfalls, and I was like, oh shit! I just accidentally took that away from him to point fun at Drell. Oh, man. Mm. Anyways, we'll just leave that part <laughs> out. We'll, we'll, leave we'll leave that, that part, part out. out. We'll, we'll leave that part out. Yeah, yeah, Pick yeah. it up from the vision. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. He's nuts. <laughs> okay, so, so I guess... Let's it, recap. So you could... You're looking at this tunnel where the elves were, but the way you came in after the water drained kind of cleared the rubble on the way you could walk back out to the tree room. Are you looking at the cave? Are you guys taking a look at it? What are you guys doing? Are you guys headed back? Does it seem like there's a way out the other way where the elves went? Absolutely. You know that that leads to that asteroid? You know that, or the crater? When? Where the elf city used to be? You know exactly where that goes. Because <laughs> I don't, yeah, because I don't want to go back through the cave. Are you guys looking at the cave? All right, I'm, I'm going, I'm looking. I rolled a nat 20. Fucking no, no joke. <laughs> look. Did you really? Yeah, look. <laughs> so this would have been an insight check. Armos, you're looking at this cave as you stand in the mouth of the cave. Your dark vision kicks in and it extends for a while. You do not see the other end of this tunnel, but what you do know is that it descends downwards. On the left side of the cave wall, if you hug the wall, is dry land, and on the right side is rushing water. From the rushing water, you can tell that it splits into the earth and begins to gently sway in motion from left to right as it cuts through the dirt. The air is musty and dingy and dark as the breeze blows through your horns and your black hair and through your coat. You get a moment of clarity as this cave obviously, as you know, this cave obviously leads deeper. But the air that meets you is not the same air as the rest of this cave. You know, now realizing what stands before you, this cave system that you could possibly go down is not the same cave system that you are from. You know, without a doubt, with a natural 20, 
that this leads into the Underdark. And to your knowledge, the Underdark is a whole other plane of existence in the material realm that almost mimics the world above. The Underdark contains vast civilizations, its own races, its own cultures, politics. The Underdark is, is legend to go deeper than the sea. It is vast and is in a whole nother world. Things of legend and fiendish creatures live down there. You know that those elves were in fact drow elves. Drow elves are one of the dominating races and faction in the Underdark. They are the closest race that lives to the surface, but do, does not cross it as they prefer the cool Underdark environment. And this is not an exit, but an entrance into another world place. Yeah. <laughs> so I relay all that information to Drell and Menace. All right, we do not have time for that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's time to go back to the tree. <laughs> I pick up my hand axe, kind of brush myself off, really take a breather, and kind of hobble out of the cave very hurt. Uh, can I look around to see, like, before we leave, like, if there's any other place that, like, our blood shards could have been? Because, like, this is, like, where we were supposed to go, right? Or, like, where everything was supposed to be turned in? You notice that, uh, where you came in, you saw those dead Koatoa bodies. One of them resurfaces, and it's from the um, clan that attacked you and jumped you. They yeah, have that spiked bone necklace. Um, <laughs> as you search this bloated body that's been um, covered in water, um, it has not been you know circulating. Uh, its gills have stopped working some time ago. Uh, it begins to stink, and it has rotting flesh. You find your bag that contained the blood shards from before, but the blood shards are not in it. You find Duncan's pouch. So let's let's just put these blood shards in the bag Duncan oh, gave us. Oh that's shit, like guys, a... it's Duncan's bag. Look. <laughs> hey. Look, no harm, no foul. I know we put them in here, we take it back, we take it to where he wants us to. How many were there? Well, what were there, nine? Yeah. Uh, 11? You know what? Throw in an extra one, just, just to make sure. All right, uh, give me, uh, put 11 in here. And I hold out the bag. So, Okay. I'll carry Duncan's bag and Armos, you can carry the rest of the shards. <laughs> so wait, how many is that? <laughs> you, so have, you have six. So you should have six and he has seven. What if we take one of the shards and smash it and see what that thing does? No fucking <laughs> shot, bro. Did you just see what that guy did? Let's do that later, Armos. I want to get home. <laughs> that guy literally became a fucking giant I octopus, bro. I swear to Melora, Armos. <laughs> There's a mystery here, and I need to solve it. <laughs> well, you can do it. You know what? Uh, Drell tries to grab the other six fucking blood shards from Armos. I, I shoot him a look and, and, and put my back towards him. Okay. All right. So we All go. Right. We go back up. Okay. You guys make it to the room before where the giant tree is on the obsidian pedestal. The tree that is protruding out of the temple. Who is putting the shard in the tree? Uh, I will, cause I, I still have it, right? Yeah. I was about to say it ain't gonna be my ass breaking blood shards. Yeah, we made Armos <laughs> go skip across the water in that fog to get the other one. So, yeah, I'll I'll go up and I'll put it away. Minus is watching a little sad because he kind of wanted to do it, but let's drill do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of like 
kicks a rock. <laughs> Whoa, Sid gets mad. <laughs> Drill also, uh, Sid also kicks rocks. There you um, go. <laughs> emanates, he's feeling the same emotion that Menace is. Drill, as you approach the tree, the shard begins to pulsate its bright light that it did before in your hand. The closer you get to the tree, uh, you feel a sense of warmness from the crystal and a force from the tree as you are certain that it belongs here. It fills you with calmness and any pent up aggression that you may have had from the fight that just unfolded, it is now gone as you feel at ease here. You place the crystal back into the tree and the crystal begins to glow that brilliant bright light it did when Armo struck the uh, crystal when it was in the beast, but it does not blind you. As a matter of fact, it welcomes you. The energy is released through the shard back into the tree. As you start to see all around you, the roots start to become alive with color. They begin to grow and root in place as they should be. They are no longer entangled in rocks and dead ends as they begin to crack into the floor and go along the walls rather than through it and start to reach up through the stump that is going through the ceiling. As the light begins to shine brighter, it begins to crack and you hear a split from the ring that was holding it in place. The ring that was surrounding the shard breaks off as the shard now completely fits into the pedestal and begins the socket and you hear it sink into the stone. The bluish energy that was trapped inside now releases out of the tree and begins to completely cover the tree as it floats up in between the branches and tries to find a way out. As you guys see this blue energy, you start hearing whispers of voices past. You can't make out what they're saying, but they're whispering to you. But you feel calm as you start hearing this language you can't quite understand. Armos, this is the language of the dead. They're saying thank you. Mm. As the blue light goes and weaves in and out of branches as simultaneously the bark begins to become its natural brown healthy color all throughout the cave walls its roots go back to normal and the tree begins to blossom leaves the energy that is coming out of the crystal finds a path out and as you look up you see cracks in the opening where the tree is you see a path that you can climb out of here it illuminates a path Okay, uh, well, uh, it looks like we can climb up, up to the, an opening. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't want to go back through that cave. I was going to say, Minus, we could go see your friend around the corner if we want. He's probably still there, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. In the distance, you see some tentacles. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so I think we climb up. Okay, yeah, um, I think we start climbing, right? Can I check the little altar in the tree to see if there's anything new about it before I leave? So the tree looks alive just... and the shard that is socketed in the um, in the pedestal, you notice that its roots begin to cover the shard as it kind of holds it into place. Its roots are protecting the shard. You look into it, you can guess that this was probably the heart of the forest that was keeping everything clean and pure. Because as you gaze into it, you also feel that calmness within you, the same calmness that you had with Melora. As the roots cover the gem, I rip out a page from my book, right? Minus was here and stick it in the roots. 
then I start climbing up. <laughs> the roots, uh, as you place the page upon its roots, the roots uh, grab it from either side and pinch it into place. Circa whatever the date is. <laughs> <laughs> you guys start to climb. And as you climb up through the trees, going through the cracks in the rock, you you feel as if the tree is providing a path for you. You're having you, you're climbing this tree with ease. You're not overreaching for branches, and you're following this blue tealish light that weaves in and out of the branches. And as you're climbing, you see blossoming leaves on the branches as you are climbing out, as if the tree is rebirthing itself. You climb all the way to the top as you feel warm air touch your skin, but you keep going as you find yourself in this foliage of new blossoming leaves as green starts to fill your eyes. You manage to make it to the top of the tree. At the top of the temple, you peer out and you can see the forest in real time returning to life, brown to lushful green. All the pale withered trees turn back to their normal healthy brown color. Branches rise back up towards the sky, leaves blossom into a lush green. The sight of birds over the treetops come into view shortly after the sounds of nature return to the area. For miles, what seemed like a gray picture now looks like a colorful oil painting. Around you is the flowing energy released from the shard, flowing upwards, weaving in and out of branches and into the sky. As it reaches the cloud line and out of sight, it calmly disperses and the sight fills you with peace. The heat of the sun reaches you and warms your body and starts to dry your wet, damp clothes. It feels refreshing for being inside a cold, damp, wet cave. You realize that it's the first day of summer, and that is where we will end this arc. Hey. Yay. Wow. Damn, dude. That's just wild. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, baby. You guys killed the beast. Lurking in the Riverward Temple. How do you like them apples? I mean, <laughs> how do you like Drill's apples, bro? 187 <laughs> damage, bro. That's oh insane. There's a lot I want to say about it, but I'm going to save it for our after talk. Oh, yeah. We're saving for the after show. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but, um, dude, that was good. I like it. And the whole, so, like, this is, I guess, the part of, like, being new to d and I still haven't grasped is, like, if we didn't decide to go this way we never would have found any of this <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like if we literally yeah. would have chose to do anything else or maybe even not chase those things into the forest mm -hmm. oh yeah you know what i'm saying that's the that's the crazy part yeah. yeah this wouldn't have happened anywhere else this was unique to this area and what i considered a side quest a side quest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, the main quest was to go to the town of Dilma. Ah, we'll talk about it on the, the after on show. It. After show. <laughs> Listen, everything you do is going to impact the world in some way, but this was a great one. I'm glad you guys ended up coming here. This is something. This is a part I had planned for a while. I didn't know if you guys were actually going to go through here because there were right. several ways you could have left the town of Gilo. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the after show, but uh, <laughs> that's it for episode 21, guys. We hope you had a blast. That was an epic fight. That was awesome. Absolutely. And since it's the end of this arc, I do want to say thank you so much to the listeners and the reception we've got for these episodes. We, I, I don't have a lot of words, honestly. It's just amazing some of the nice things people have said about it and the people have yeah, been tuning really in and subscribing. Uh, it's wild to be a part of somebody's schedule. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because like people 
are actively listening at 6 a.m. when we upload these episodes and it's awesome <laughs> crazy like like 6 a.m. I get an alert that we got like three lists like a couple of listens like three four listens at 6 a.m. is kind of nuts so we're, we're we're in that routine and it's yeah, awesome I'm still in bed by then man that's <laughs> <laughs> same um but yeah we'll talk about it on the after show oh by the way all you guys are level four now Woo! Oh, Ability scores. Oh, dude. Um, we'll tell you which ones we take in the after show. <laughs> or do we? Ooh. Um, yeah, that's what we're gonna go end here. Does anybody want to plug anything before we head out? Uh nah, just we're hitting home again. Uh we're coming out with new content on Twitch. Uh depending on what day this came out, we might have already been streaming stuff, so Make sure you check it out. It's D&D 404 P.O.D. on Twitch. Word. Jared, you got anything you want to you wanna plug? Nope. Follow us on TikTok. If you haven't, I'm sure you guys probably already have, but if you haven't, videos every day. And follow Jared's Instagram for cute dog photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cloud puppies. <laughs> oh, also, um, I'll be posting the boss fight monster stat block in the spoiler section in the Discord. Uh, available to everybody if you guys want to use it in your campaign uh, somehow make it fit but yeah uh, spoilers so please don't ruin it for anybody else um, who hasn't listened yet but yeah that stat block will be in the discord free to use for everybody uh, in the discord so be, be sure to check that out Dope. nice and uh, and that's where we'll end it everybody have a great week we'll see you next time let's talk about Umbrella's Heroes later and now it's time for Hooray's Heroes. First up, legendary glassblower Man with Glass returns to South Trillis from the Heartland with new exotic glass vases, and he's running a special deal on them. Buy one at double the price, get the second one free. That's a hell of a deal if you ask me. Next up, we got Pascal, aka Chalkroll Darts. Not only the official artist of D&D 404, but a wild magic artist that sculpts the landscapes to her image. Legend has it she painted a few extra mountains next to Minus' home to give him a few more friends. Legendary basket weaver Joshua sent me some fan mail recently. Bag of devouring. I can't thank him enough because now when I say something ain't my homework, I'm not lying. Bag of devouring is seen as a cursed item, but I see it for what it really is. Hungry. Thanks, Joshua. Lastly, we have Artemis. Artemis is a lone fighter class who wanders the lands of South Trillis, breaking those Nico Nico kneecaps of giants that cross their path. Their words, not mine. Fun fact, I'm secretly scared of people who have anime profile pics. Please, please, please don't hurt me. And that's it for Humbrea's Heroes. Thank you so much for the support and the love. We really, we really can't thank you enough. And if you're interested in becoming next Humbrea's Heroes, go ahead and check us out on the Patreon backslash D&D 404, or just go ahead and click the link down below. I'm sure we got it there. I'm almost positive we got it there. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening. I will catch you next week. Bye.